Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Revoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Recorded live. One, two, three. One, two, three. I can hear you, Ramilla. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay, I can't. The thing uh-huh. that show, it doesn't show nobody on here. That's why I was. Oh, okay. All right. Well, yeah, we can hear you too. Okay, good enough. Hello. Uh, Well, good evening, everybody. This show is Prayer and Healing. My name is Reverend Ernest Miller out of Baltimore, Maryland. I say this every week. you got to find me a new saying. This show is about prayer and healing. I do the praying. God does the healing. If you just come on every Monday from 6 to 6.30, phone number is one seven two four 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 seven four four four, and then they ask you for a code. You have to give them one four two seven one six. I also have a show that comes on on Wednesday nights, and you can look on Facebook to find that out. Because I don't have my books in front of me to tell me what the telephone number is, but it's okay. I'll advertise that every week I come on I try to enlighten you. If you have any pain or anything in your body, you can stop me while I'm talking, and I'll pray for you, and we'll see what God will do for you. I also have a group called Grace and Glory, where if you post in there, we pray for you. And that's that's God's site. That's not mine. He told me to put it up. I have another thing called Reverend Ernest Miller, Meditation with the Holy Spirit. That's on YouTube. You go in there, you find that. And forget about the website and the phone numbers. Just do the meditation, and the Holy Spirit will come to you. That I can see because that's what he told me, to put it up there, and he'll be there. 
But a lot of people, they they go in there, and I never find out what happens to them, but I know that God touches them. Like I said, this show is about prayer and healing. The other day, I was in a, what's it called, Lowe's. And the, and the man, he was he was in there, and he let me get in front of him because I, I was walking with a cane, and I only had some weed killer. So he said I could get in front of him. So I thanked him, and I was going on and doing what I had to do. Then he told me that he was a Christian and everything, and I looked at him. So when I got out to the car, he says, I need to pray for you. I said, okay. I, he said, I'm a Christian, and I, I I just need to pray for you. I said, okay. I said, do you have any problems? He said, yeah, I have a bladder problem. I said, well, when you get finished praying for me, I'll pray for you. He said, okay. So he started praying and everything, and then God told me to pray for him. So I prayed for him, and this. It didn't seem like nothing happened to him, and not you know, but I know that if I prayed for him, God was going to do something for him. So I I finished praying. He said, "Okay, well, thank you." I say, "Well, you never had that problem again." I said, "I might not never see you again, but you won't have that problem again." He said, "Oh, I believe." I say, "Yeah, well, I'm just telling you that maybe we might not never meet again, but." Whatever your bladder problem was, it was gone. He said, okay. So I went on and come on home. And I don't I don't know if anything happened or not. All I do is pray for people. That's what God shows me to do, and that's what I do. And he went on about his business. I went on about mine. But everywhere I go, it seems like somewhere along the line, God shows me to pray with people. So I I just do what God tells me to do. You know, I just do that. And I make it a habit of every day before I start my day out, I read a chapter out of the Bible. So far this this, um, this week I, I was uh, reading all about uh, Proverbs. And I remember I kept telling people that there was no such thing in the, that where I've seen in the Bible where God writes the word common sense. And and I don't see it. I haven't seen it in nobody's Bible. I read the Jehovah Witnesses Bible, and I was I was doing pretty good until I got down there when the man was getting ready to go on his journey. They said, "Good luck." I said, "Uh oh." No, sir, that that ain't right. Because luck ain't from God. So I went on about this. And their Bible is, is black, just like ours with the black cover, but it's got all red. It's, it, when you look at it, everything, it's red. It's like a maroon. Ours is it's clear. But I don't, I don't, I don't have nothing <clears throat> against them. In fact, they seem more together than most of the stuff that I see that people say they they are you know they are um 
they they uh which come there uh, how can I put the word well well I just say they're more together than than most Christians and stuff because I was at a convention back in the sixties. The police had to handle conventions up on the stadium was on thirty third street, and when they had this man that was talking. And I was in uniform. When they had this man to do something, he was talking. Everybody stopped. Everybody. Everybody, not not the ones in the seats, but the ones that was in the, like if you were going to get a hot dog or a beer, they stopped. Didn't sell nothing or nothing. And I, I looked at it. So the guy told me, he said, now if you want to find out who the people are that's here, that don't belong here, they'll still be walking. I said, oh, okay, because you could walk in there. There weren't no, no tickets or nothing like that. So I said, okay, and I saw a couple. He said, and if you look again, you'll see them smoking. We don't smoke. I said, okay. And that sounded like a good deal. And then when it was over with, two cars was coming out, they had a crash. And the guy said, we'll take care of it off, so we have our own insurance people and everything. He said, we'll take care of it. I looked at them. They didn't want the police to do nothing. And it was a good deal. But then I met a young man that was a Jehovah Witness, and he said that he got put out. And the reason why was because he didn't want to do what they wanted him to do. And he said they didn't want him to smoke. They didn't want him. So his parents had to cut him loose. In other words, he was on his own. He couldn't even go to his aunts and uncles if they were Jehovah's Witnesses because they were they wouldn't have nothing to do with him. And that's basically one of the flaws I've seen in it. But the other flaw is is that some of the literature that they give you, you know, it doesn't it doesn't jive with what I know, but it's close. But you can't say, you know. They're trying to make it where they don't celebrate no holidays. They don't take a blood transfusion, nothing like that. I know back in them days, one, one, it was in the newspaper, one of the kids that died because the parents wouldn't let her get a blood transfusion. You know, so I, I look at them. But they, they, they are together. Believe me when I tell you, they are together. But they just. But what God said in Revelation, but I had just something against you also. You know, you think you're perfect, but you're not. That's what the Bible says. You think you're perfect, but you're not. But I also have something against you. So what I'm saying is that, you know, I don't I don't like to take and argue with people by religion. Like the lady came to me one day and she said, she said, son, she said, do you realize that um, you ever thought why nice people die, you know, and the evil ones stay alive? I said, yes, yeah. so she told me to read something. So I told her, I said, well, I'm a, I'm a reverend myself. I said, I do my own reading. I said, I don't read other literature. I said, the only thing I read is what's in the Bible. That way I know for myself what God, if this is his translation, I know what he's saying to me. She said, yeah, but do you realize why that? I said, yeah. Read Isaiah 50, 57, chapter 57, the first verse. I said, I can't quote it 
to you, but basically it says that that the people don't realize why he take the good people away for the evil to come. And she looked at me like, you ain't supposed to know that. I said, and I said, basically what I believe he's saying, I said, this is my opinion, that maybe you had somebody that was on drugs or maybe they were gay or something like that, and they repented. And then God might see, you know, you might say they're a nice person and everything, and God might see they get ready to go back the same way they came. And rather than do that, he'd take them because they are ready to repent it. Nothing says that once you repent, you you still won't get, you know, won't nothing happen to you. But God said he takes them over because of the evil to come. Some people might not be able to stand the pressure. And I told her, I said, that's, my, that's what I believe. I said, but I might not be right. I said, but I know that's what he's saying up there, that if you read it, she said, oh, yeah, I, I, I kind of missed that one. I said, yes, ma'am, I missed a lot of them. I said, y'all have a nice day. I said, I got to get my clothes on. So they went on down the street. But one time, <laughs> they came past, and they were on the steps, and they were knocking on the door. And I, I usually have my door open, but you can still see out of it because I got a storm door between the two glass. And they were knocking on the door. And I told the lady, I said, um, I, I, I put my hand up. I'm not interested. Oh, but you need to come here. You need to come here. Come here. Come here. Let me explain this to you. Well, when I walked up to the door and turned to my left, she saw my gun on my hip. Needless to say, there was no Jehovah Witnesses on my steps. They left. And I just, I just kind of laughed because I'm a policeman. I always had my gun on me, you know, but I didn't, I didn't have no, I had the shirt on and everything, but but it was still, I hadn't put the main shirt on to cover the gun up. I just had it, the T-shirt on, and when they saw that, they, they broke it. And then after I seen them coming past for, I guess, for about a month, they didn't knock on my door. They didn't knock on my door. I said, okay. And another thing, I asked the lady one time, did she believe that God still heals? She said, yes. I said, well, let's pray to the Holy Spirit for you. They didn't want to do that. They didn't want to do that. So what I'm saying to you is this. Your belief is your belief. You you have to, you, you know, in other words, you have to believe. That's what God's going to judge you on, your belief in him. Not about the rules of of, of a religion, because God didn't even, didn't even look at that. He didn't He didn't even like religion because it was controlling. He wants you. You know, I, I had a friend one time. I asked him to pray for me. He said, "I don't know how to pray." I said, "Just." I said, "That's good." He said, "Why is it good?" I said, "Just say what you want to say from your heart." I said, God, God will respect that more than you having something written down and you trying to read it back to him. He wants to hear from your heart, not from, you know, something you made up. He said, okay. And he did. And he prayed. And I respected that prayer because 
some of the things I heard him say, I won't tell you what he said, but some of the things that I heard him say, and he was sincere. I had my granddaughter. I asked her to pray for me. He said, what do I what do I ask God? I said, what do you see? She said, I see you. I said, do you see the conditions? She said, yes. I said, well, then ask God about that. Ask God about your mother, about your father. They asked him to help you, help your brother. She said, okay. And she did. I mean, she stood there and she prayed. And when she got finished, she said, I asked him. I said, that's good. I said, now, one other thing I want to teach you. Whatever you get your food, I don't care if you get it from McDonald's, from your mother, or who, I want you to pray over it first. She said, pray over it? I said, yeah. I said, because you never know what somebody might put in your food or what they might do to your food. So you ask God to make sure that your food is clean. And I showed up, told her what to pray for. And her mother said she was in the car. She had brought some fresh fries, and she was praying. Mother said she looked at her. She said, when did you start praying? When did you start praying over your food? She said, when Pop-Pop told me somebody could do something to our food. He said, even you. <laughs> and she busted out laughing. So I told her, I said, well, that's good. But she listened. And I started talking about God. She listened. She closed her eyes, and she's trying to find God. You could see it in her face. Like, where you at? Where you at? Where you at? And I know he's right there. And that's why God said the kids, the kids are more open. I remember one time I was working, I used to have to sit up on this desk. They were punishing me, so they made me sit on a desk. So they had a class up in the, in the, in the school where I worked at. They had, they had headquarters. They had upstairs there where a tragedy, like if something happened and people got killed or something like that, they would bring the kids up there and counsel them. So these little kids, they were like five, one of them was four, it was five of them all together, but the oldest one was eight. So the lady pulled the van up, and she let them out, and they came right. She said, can they stand in here? I said, yes, ma'am. So while they were standing, she was going to park the car. So I asked the kids, I said, y'all, y'all go to church? They said, yes, sir. I said, do you uh, believe in Jesus? They said, yeah, we we pray to Jesus. I said, come here. Come all of you lying around the desk here. I said, hold your hands and close your eyes. I said, now say this to Jesus. Don't open your eyes. And they start saying what I was saying to them. And all of a sudden, you could see the peace come on them. You could see the peace from where they came in upset. You could see the peace when the mother came. They were skipping and playing like they were children, and they went on upstairs. They come back, they run back to me, you know, and they say, "We pray, can we pray to Jesus again?" I say, "Yeah," but the mother was with him, and I say, "Miss," I say, "Um, I might ask you to to beg my pardon." I say, "Because I didn't ask you, could I pray for the children?" She says, "Sir, you pray for them. You do what you have to do." And she stood there. So I was telling them when they go to bed at night how to pray. And everything like that there. So the next the next week they came back in, they ran up to my desk, come on, come on, come on, let's pray for Jesus. I say, well, a couple of them say, 
Jesus came to me in my dream, in my sleep. Jesus was in my room. But the 80-year-old one was, she, I said, what happened to you? She said, nothing. So the girl said, you have to concentrate. You have to believe. And so they, she told her, just hold my hand. I'll show you how to do it. And these was like five and six years old going to teach the eight-year-old one how to play to Jesus. So they left, and then the third week they came back. And when they came back, the eight-year-old one said, Jesus came to me. And then they were standing and said, he was standing by a picket fence. And one of the girls said, yeah, but did you see the gold on the fence? Say he is pretty. And... I was looking at them. They were, they were just running their mouth, and I was just looking at them. But God, it came to them. And then I asked the mother, I say, because I didn't know, I say, what are they here for? He say, they're up here for drama, for, for like a shock thing, because they saw their uncle get killed, and they were giving them therapy. He say, but they, after they prayed with you, they don't, they don't, they don't need no therapy, but the people said I had to bring them back. I said, yeah. And my thing to God was, I wonder what happened to them. Because I knew they got to be about 25, 30 years old now. Easy. They were punishing me because I wouldn't listen to my bosses and stuff like that there. I didn't like what they said. I didn't say nothing. But I was the senior officer. I was in what they call tactical. And in order for them to put somebody else in, in tactical, they they had to dis, they, they disabolished it. They just took the whole thing down. And then they said, if the sergeant wanted to pick who they wanted to work with, they could do that. Well, see, now, I was senior man. I could have demanded it. Nobody going to tactical until I get a spot. But I know what they were doing. They had me on from 2 to 10. That means when you got off at 10 o'clock, it wasn't nothing you'd be able to do. It's time to go to bed. And during the day, you had you couldn't do nothing because why? It was around 1 o'clock. Yeah, it's probably getting ready to go to work. So I didn't say nothing. And from 2 to 10, I was supposed to get the car at 4 o'clock and go out on the street and patrol. Them guys didn't bring them cars back to 5 and 6 o'clock. So by that time, I, ain't, I wasn't going out there. And they just they just looked at me. And when the chief came past, I was going to say, I was going to cuss him out and everything. And God said, hold your tongue. And the chief went, he come out, he walked past, and boy, I already lay into him. He said, good night, Miller. I said, good night, chief. Just like that there. But when I retired, I walked across the stage. I had governors, mayors, and all that. And they were there for the retirement. Retirement officers, and I walked across. All the guys jumped up. They saluted all the policemen. And I just looked at them, and I, I, I saluted back to them. And as I walked past, the chief gave me this this paper and shook hands with me. He said, Miller, I was wrong about you. I said, a whole lot of people were. I said, but don't make no difference. I'm gone. And the place where I worked at, the school that I had worked in, it was it had five gangs in it, and it, and in eight years I only had four arrests. They couldn't understand these gangs were deadly, but they said Officer Miller said don't do this, and we're going to respect it. 
when they found out I was leaving, they said, you ain't coming back. I said, no. They said, we taking over. I said, that's up to y'all. I said, don't make me have to come out of retirement now. They said, no, 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 no. But ain't no, we ain't going to listen to nobody else like we listen to you. I said, well, you guys behave yourself. And they, they, trans, they changed principles from the vice principal. She made principles. The first thing she did was call me. I need you back down here. I said, you one of the people trying to get me fired while I was there. I said, I'm retired now, miss. I said, I can't come back. She said, I sure wish she could. You can come back as a consultant. I said, I can't come back as nothing because of y'all paying me off the same payroll. So I went down there, I guess about two years later. It was out of hand. It was out of hand. And now I go into places, I go into stores and stuff, and I see some of them, that they grew up, they're managers, working in banks and all this stuff. I never thought they would make it. No. And it's just, the whole time I was there, it was God. It was God that was protecting me and protecting them. One day I, I used to have Bible study in the school. Now, they were supposed to be to school by 8 o'clock. They would come in around about 7.15, and they would come to me, and I, we would all study and talk about the Bible and everything. And this one teacher, she say, every time you're talking to these kids and stuff, they come up here, they late. I say, you're a liar. I say, because I let them go 15 minutes before time. If they late, it ain't on me. Well, I don't appreciate you teaching me nothing. I said, okay. I said, that's your choice. So the principal told me, she said, you know, Miller, I let somebody go. You know who they let go? Her. Next day, she was gone. I said, boy, look at God. Look at God. He wasn't going to have it. And that's why I tell people, you know, I hear people, they, they call me for prayer or they're trying to, <coughs> excuse me, they're trying to type something. They're trying to type something in, stuff like that there. And they they call me back say, You 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 didn't you didn't pray you didn't pray for me. I say, Did you ask me to pray? Yeah. I say, So what I got to type it in? Oh yeah, I prayed. I say, I don't have to type it in. You ask me to pray, I pray. I say, I don't get on that and you know, sometimes I do, but I, I mean it's not necessary. I'm I once I pray to God, that's it. I can't tell you what God going to do. I never can. I know you'll know he did something. That I can tell you. You'll know that God has been there. But the people, I don't know, some of them, some of them they try to con you. I'll be on, I be on Facebook sometimes, and I'll be on my own page, and I see where they're slipping stuff there. They're not asking me to pray for the person. You know, but you're supposed to see it and automatically, you know, pray for it. Let me tell you something about praying. You got people that ask you, I got a cousin in the hospital, I need you to pray for him. You can do it if you want to, but you need to ask God, is it okay to do it? Because he might be in the hospital because he was battling demons and they got him. And now you're getting ready to put your two cents worth in it. And can't nobody stop you from praying, but I, I, I need to know what I'm praying for. I'm, I'm sorry. 
I mean, it might it might not be in the Bible or nothing, but for my own my own safety, I need to know. You know, I I I, I need to know, and everybody. And like you said, everybody that say, Lord, Lord, wasn't for God. And you got a lot of people that God told me not to talk about the preachers if they're anointed. He said, you remember David. David wouldn't kill Saul because Saul was anointed. I said, okay. But he's saying to me, you know, don't badmouth the preachers. I'll take care of them. But he, I am saying nothing about the prophets. And you got a lot of them. You know, that you can let them prophesize to you. But about 80% of them or 90% of them that prophesied to me, it, it was in the wind. I ain't heard, I ain't seen nothing, I ain't heard nothing. And, you know, I just ask God, is, is, is this of you? No. Okay, thank you. I had a guy one time when all the police was getting together, and he was a security guard at the church. They thought he was a reverend. He come running up to me. I know you're going to go in there and you're going to pray and you're going to say some stuff and you're going to upset the chief and everything. He says, but God told me to pray for you. I said, God told you to pray for me. I said, ain't that nice? I said, well, you go ahead on and pray. And one of the things was, Lord, please don't let there be no distinction between and distraction between Miller and the chief and this, that, and the other. And I ain't say nothing. I said, thank you. I went in that room, them guys, about a hundred and some or more, and I started praying, and the Holy Ghost came. Man, I'm telling you, their heads were down. The superintendent of the schools, of all the schools, of the schools for Baltimore City, she came in, and she sat behind me, and I heard, boom, her head was down. She was gone. And when I said, open your eyes, I had tears running out of my eyes. I didn't want them guys seeing me crying. I had tears coming out of my eyes, and I was trying to stop myself from crying. But I wiped my eyes, and then when they opened their eyes, they all looked around at each other like, did it happen to you? Did it happen to you? You know, and God, God is faithful. God is faithful. And once... He will protect you. You know, you might go through something, but but like I read in the Bible, I ain't reading nobody having no good time serving God in that Bible. I keep telling the people that. You know, when you take on, when you take on, I want to be a Christian. I want to do this, God. I want to, Satan starts shopping up his sword. Say, let me see how much shield you got and how much defense you got, because I'm coming. I always tell people, when God is getting ready to bless, the devil starts his mess. And that's that's the bottom line. Maybe you don't understand what you're getting into. Maybe you don't believe what God is saying to you about that there is unclean spirits and stuff like that. But one thing for sure, they are there. If you can believe you got God and angel, what are they guarding? They don't need to guard you if you ain't nobody after you. That's for sure. So just remember this. You got a God that loves you, and he's going to always love you. And you might not understand him, but don't lose your faith in him. And with that, I say I'll see you on Wednesday, and if not, I'll see you. Hello?
Yeah, hi, Reverend Miller. Yeah. Can you hear me? Yeah. Could you pray for me? Yes, ma'am. You in pain? No, I, I got overheated this afternoon in the in the sun. That was real hot here. Oh, you should have went home and got on and got in the refrigerator. You'd have cooled down. <laughs> <laughs> I wish I could. Are you hot right now? No. Just tired. Okay. Well, just, just repent to God while I'm praying. Father, in the name of Jesus, I ask you to forgive us of all our sins and cover us in the blood of Jesus, body, spirit, and soul. Fill us with your Holy Spirit and let your hands be upon us with power from on high. He said in your word, whatever I bind on earth, you'll bind in heaven. Therefore, I bind this excessive heat that's in her body, spirit, and soul, and in her home. I bind it up and I cast it out in the name of Jesus, that you, God, get the glory. I ask you, Holy Spirit, let the angels take it away, and I seal the doors in the blood of Jesus and the fire of the Holy Spirit. I ask you to cool her off, cool her body off. I ask you to touch it now. Let the angels take it away. Take it so far away from earth that they never find their way back. Touch, 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 touch. Give her energy and strength. Let her sleep at night. Touch. In the name of Jesus, Father, that you get the glory. You get the glory. I give this to you. I give it to you. I thank you for allowing oh, Thank you. I thank you for allowing us to come to your throne. We love you. We thank you. You're our God. Might not understand everything, but we ain't going to leave you. We're not going to leave you at all. We thank you, we love you, and we praise you in the name of Father, Son, and Holy Ghost. It's done. Touch. Thank you. Amen. How do you feel? Feel good. Thank you, Jesus. Okay. I can't figure out what it, what it happened with this screen up here, but I'll have to look for that next week. So y'all take it easy. Stay out of trouble. And you have my number, 410-385-1231. Call anytime. Right? Okay. Yes? I, um, I need healing in a few spots in my body. I've kind of been dealing with it for a couple of years now. Uh, you, you have to, you're too close to the phone. I, you, like you muffled. Back up and speak again. Hi. I'm having a, some pain in a few parts of my body. And I've been dealing with it for a couple of years now. So you know, the most pain I'm having right now is the top of my head. Okay. Then I want you to repent to God and just... Don't say nothing out your mouth. Just repent to God. Ask him to forgive you of all your sins. Just just follow what I'm saying. Just say, Father, forgive me Father. for all. No, no, no. Don't say it out your mouth. Just think it. Say, Father, forgive me for all of my sins. Cover me in the blood of Jesus, body, spirit, and soul. Fill me with your Holy Spirit. Father, let your hands be upon me 
was now from on high. Now worship Jesus, not his face, because we don't know what it looked like, but just worship the outline of him. And just ask him to remove the pain while I'm praying. Just ask him and worship him and thank him. Do that now. Father, in the name of Jesus, I come to you. I give you glory and honor and praise. I love you. I know they love you, too. And I bind up that, oh, I know it's done already. I bind that condition in his body, spirit, and soul. I cast it out. I ask you, Holy Spirit, let the angels take it away. Mm. In the doors of the blood of Jesus and the Father, the Holy Spirit. Now touch him, touch him, touch him, touch him. Give him energy and strength. Mm. Oh, boy. Let him sleep. I thought you released. Huh? I felt the release on the, the, the heat on the top of my head. I felt the release. I felt the heat on the top of my head and around my head. It's gone? Yeah, I, I feel the heat around my head. It's like no more, you know. But that's, that's the Holy Spirit. Wow. Remember, he's a flame. He's a fire. Hmm. You know, that's his personality. He's fire. Now, you have any pain anywhere else? You shouldn't because if he's, I know he's there. They take care um, of him. I, I crashed a couple of years ago, and my uh, my neck, my spine, and my tailbone hasn't been the same. And every time I try to stand for about 20 minutes or long, my right leg goes numb, and I get afraid sometimes. Um, check it, check it out now. Listen to me. Check it's it hot. out. Check it now. It's really hot. <laughs> Praise God. Check and see if there's any pain. No, no more pain. Check your back, your neck, and everything else. Check it. Check it all. Oh, I've got more mobility now. That now. Praise God. Everything is oh. good. You feel better? Yeah. yeah, I'm having another pain on my between my stomach and my hip. Uh, that's just. But I feel I feel intense heat all over my body. And okay, praise God. Is there any pain in your body now? No, no, it's it's all gone. Praise God. All right, so thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. There you go. Because the devil will say he didn't thank you, and I say I'm his witness, and you got a couple more in here that that'll be your witness also. Okay. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Yeah, you you'll be fine. Now let me let me ask God. Just don't say nothing. Just 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 be cool for a minute. Father, let that all that was taken away from him be taken into outer darkness, so dark that even darker than what Moses said, they couldn't see their hands and their face. That they can't find their way back to earth until judgment day when you call for them. Let them be out there. We have been sent to hell. They've been coming back. No, sir, send them in the outer darkness, way away from earth. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. It's done. You should feel oh, like you, you, Jesus. you should feel like you got a lot of energy right now. Yeah, yeah, I do. I haven't had that in a very long time, uh, to tell you the truth. And that's what they're showing me. So you'll be fine. Anything else? Uh, no, I I was sick 
uh, I was anticipating a miracle today, and I received it. Okay. And is anybody else on this line that need prayer or anything before I go off? I, let me say this: any time I'm talking, if you need to, if you need it, this show ain't about me talking; it's about you getting healed. So don't be afraid. To say, well, oh, he's talking. I want to know. Stop me. I'm just talking because ain't nobody asking for nothing. I hope I, I hope I made it clear the way you can understand what I'm saying. It's not about me telling you about nothing. It's about me praying for you so God can get his glory. Okay? Well, everybody left? I'm still here, Ram Miller. I'm going to hang up. Okay. Well, I'm going to close it out. I don't even know if I can close it out because the whole screen is white. Wow. You know, so. Mhm. Right. Anyway, well, anyway, if there's nobody else, I'm going to say good evening to you. And if you need me, just call me on my personal line. Again, it's four one zero three eight five one two three one. Okay. Good night. Okay, good night. Good night. Good night. Good night. Bye. Good night.
With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.